tell you what the Lord is doing. At times y'all may see me crying. And it may be tears of joy. Hallelujah. It may be tears of Lord. Fix something in me. Hallelujah. And just tears overflow because I just love Jesus so very much. Hallelujah. Have your way, Lord. I just love him so very much. Yes. And I never want to get comfortable in the Lord. I always want the Lord to take me higher and higher and higher. So I always say, every time, Lord, I step into your presence, it seems like you just overflowing me with tears. It just seems like I'm always crying. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My, my pastor called me. used to call me a crybaby. Hallelujah, because I'm always crying. But she said that's a sign of humbleness. So I accept it. Hallelujah, because... Amen. That when I just stepped before his cross and before his feet, before his throne, just his light is just so bright, it just makes tears come out. Hallelujah. And I just think about just the journey and everything that he's done for me. I don't ever want to forget where I came from. I don't ever want to forget. They think I'm just too holier than thou. I always want to remember where God has brought me from. So anytime I step before him, he always makes me remember that you need me. That I'm nothing without him on today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That each and every day takes more. Glory. Hallelujah. That we can't get comfortable and think it's all right just to have a little bit of Jesus. Glory, glory. So on today is personal, y'all. Yeah. Hallelujah. Glory, Jesus. Hallelujah. Being vulnerable for the Lord on today is personal. So today is Scripture Sunday. So I'm taking this time on, on this second Sunday to, 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 give a, to give some more of my testimony. To give some more of my walk of what God is doing for me, with me, through me. All about me right now in this present moment. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm trying my best to be vulnerable for the Lord on today. Because I told God, sheesh. <laughs> and, I, and, and usually the Lord already speaks things to me when I need to work on something else in my life. <laughs> but sometimes I just sit with it and like, Lord, okay. Because in one season, he, he said I had to be more, had to work on being compassionate. When I was working, you know, on your job, you just get so frustrated with employees and just different things. And God is like, because I, I had a personality that just, just do it and be done with it. Like, just live for the Lord and, and just move on. But God is saying that you have to have compassion. So I went through a season of, 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 of Lord working on me. And, and I'm sitting with the, with the Lord and, and he worked on my compassion. And he did. He, he switched something in me. Hallelujah. Because it wasn't just me that was saying it. It was shown and spoken from others. So I thank God for that. So, so one day, I think we was in the living room watching TV, and, and something came on the TV, and Ethan made a comment about um, something about somebody was saying, that, and he made a comment about a lady, and it, and, and, and it was something that kind of that, that, that kind of stuck me because it, it wasn't a, something positive. So I'm like, that ain't how I am, man. I'm like, but then I, I sat with it because I had already been thinking about some things. Amen. 
So, glory Jesus. Later on that night, the Lord had, had put a word in Pastor. He was like, Pastor had just said, he looked at me, he said, I love you, but I got a word for you. So, and, and I ain't never like, anytime God got a word for me, I always go sit and be like, what, what God want from me? What do you want? But that day, I didn't go ask him. <laughs> I, I let it go, I let it go. I think two days, I let it go about two days that I ain't go. Because I already knew what God was about to tell me. And I wasn't ready to hear right then. Because I'm like, God, I already checked the box of compassion. Like, I'm done. I, I ticked that off. Now, now, now God, just, just give me more Holy Ghost. Give me more of this. I don't, I'm done with that part of my life. Yeah, yeah. But I already knew that he was requiring more. Jesus. And I just said, okay, Lord. So when I... Uh, when we was on our knees praying, uh, when we was about to get ready to pray, he was like, you see, he ain't coming to me after he was going to say it. And so I said, okay, come on, tell me what he said. And I just smiled because I was like, all right, I'm ready. Come on, God, what you got for me? And he said the word vulnerable. Glory, glory. And I was like, okay, what does that even mean? I'm, I'm like, what does vulnerable even mean, folks? And he said, God needs you to be Vulnerable. 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 Amen. Vulnerable. And this is what I wrote. Being vulnerable involves the possibility of rejection. She's standing up, y'all, because it worked good. So anytime it worked, it's good to, you know, give God some reverence. Being vulnerable involves the, per- the possibility of rejection. So... Instead of embracing it, I can often hide who I really am or reject other people before they have the chance to reject me. And I put a little note and I was like, man, God, it's me. I have never verbalized that in my life. I have never said that being vulnerable involves the possibility of being rejected because I walk like I, I sound strong, you know, and I've, I've carried this, 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 this thing of just being so strong for others that I've never thought about just being vulnerable. Like when I when I started looking into this and studying this, being vulnerable, it's deep, y'all. It's really deep, y'all. So I I tend to often hide. Who I really am, or reject other people before they have a chance to reject me. So I'll probably sit you over here in the box, or I won't say nothing. Like if the Lord give me something to say, if I say it, and then like I'll go because I don't want to hear or or think about what you have to say or, or what it what it will how it affect me. Like I began to go into this other place, and I didn't know that about myself. So on today, y'all are being vulnerable for y'all. Amen. I usually try to avoid acknowledging this fear at all costs. I usually try to avoid acknowledging this fear at all costs. Jesus, I need more of you. Lord, he's working. He's working, y'all. Hallelujah. Lord, I need more of you. (laughs) I usually try to avoid acknowledging this fear at all costs. So those that know me, this next part is not going to make sense to me. Because it makes me feel weak. It makes me feel weak, embarrassed, 
and insecure. So I should tell myself, I'm not insecure. Like, but I'm insecure. I'm insecure. Like at times, when I don't know what I'm doing, I'll try to figure it out. But at times, instead of saying, I don't know what I'm doing. Because I don't want people to figure me out. I want people to always think I'm just strong. Now, I need y'all to make this person. Yes. Because all of us have something that we need to work. Like, all of us are supposed to be vulnerable. Hallelujah. Yes. And I guess God chose to, to tuck on me first. Amen. It brings up a question I don't like facing. Am I really liked or loved? <coughs> Glory to Jesus. It brings up that question with my family, with my kids. Because I'm like, okay, I, I know they see him, but do they see me? Glory to Jesus. Amen. So a lot of times I try to over talk or overcompensate. Amen. Amen. So God is saying that I go into this place because I'm trying to figure out am I really liked or loved by the people that's around me. Amen. Make this personal, y'all. Do you find yourself deflecting, shutting down, shying away, being selfish, withholding your feelings, or lashing out? God wants to know the real you. Amen. And I thank and I praise God for this moment. I thank and praise God for, for choosing me as a servant. I thank and praise God for my husband being on sabbatical because it's forcing me. It's forcing me to look at myself a little deeper. And that's, what I, that's all right with me because I'm always like, God, I just need more. You even know the pruning hurt. Even though when you have to let your, let your guard down even more, I, I love Jesus too much to be ashamed of that. So God said, the devil can't hold that over me, so I got to speak it out loud. I got to testify to my people that I need to be vulnerable, y'all. Amen. Amen. So God wants you to know, wants to know the real you on today. Each and every person that's in this room. He wants to know the real you. So in order to know the real you, you've got to make the connection. You've got to be able to make the connection. So it's personal, y'all. So when you're talking about making a connection, you got to sit down and think about all the things that God has spoken to you, all the things that you've read, all the things that your family and friends have said to you. You have to make it personal. And the one thing that triggered, triggered this thing for me is when my, my sister, she got rushed to the emergency room on Thursday. She has a heart condition, spiritually and physically. She has a heart condition. Amen. Amen. And a lot of times we don't want to identify the things that's wrong in our family. Jesus, Jesus. Amen. And as I was sitting in that room with my sister and just looking at how she was acting and how she was talking, and I was just sitting up looking in her eyes and and I said, God, I praise you. Amen. Because if I didn't have Jesus. I would be bad. Amen. And y'all don't understand. 
a generation, I need that crap broken. Yes. 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 I need that pride taken away. I need that selfishness taken away. Amen. I need that that just the, just thinking that you are that you are the one, like you are better than anybody. That it's gonna take you to do it. It's just it just did something to me. Yes. That my sister was laying in this hospital bed and she had something electrical wrong with her heart, but she's worried about getting up out of that bed and going back to a job that don't care nothing about her. That if she left this earth on today, they would still move on tomorrow. That they ain't gonna count the money, right? That was me. When I was working, that I would say that was me thinking nobody else can do it better than me. And I had to tell her, I said it may not be done your way, but it's gonna get done. It's gonna get done. So I'm like, this stuff got to change. Because stuff from your parents trickle down to your children. Amen. And I was looking at it, I said, I can't be your fixer all the time. I said, I can't fix this for you. Jesus got to do it. I can't fix the things that's going on with your children. I can't fix the thing that's going on in your household. I can't fix your heart. I looked at her and I said, I can't. Y'all depend on me to fix this stuff, but I can't fix it. Only Jesus can. Amen. So that did something to me because I'm like, God, I'm so glad you came into my life. Because when I when I make it personal, y'all, because I know the things that my mom went through. I know the things that I didn't like what I saw in her. Just being realistic, it may be things that right now at this moment that is receiving me. But I hope and I pray that me and Israel can have a conversation. And I'm able to say I'm working on that. I didn't have that with my mom. Amen. I didn't have that. I'm working on it. So it was things that I said, God, I don't, I don't want that. So we have to make sure we identify those things. So making it personal, y'all, so I won't be before you too long. Making it personal. Jesus, my prophecy back in 2011. My prophecy back in 2011. The Lord spoke to me ahead and he said, Oh, Jesus. Judgment for you is rest. Do not be deceived by what you see. My thoughts for you are completeness in me. Outside of me, there's nothing. So during that time, it was something going on where I had my focus in the wrong place. Even though 10 years ago I was on my walk, like I wasn't out there sinning and doing stuff, it was inner things. Y'all don't, y'all don't realize it's the inner stuff that we have to fix. It ain't about not going to the club or drinking this, this, this bottle of beer. Or this. It's that deep, deep-rooted inner stuff that God is trying to yank out of us. And that's the stuff that we try our best to hold on to. Yes, glory Jesus. We can stop watching certain things on this. That's deep stuff that we try to hold on to. So God is saying, outside of me, there's nothing. He said, for me, it's rest and divine completeness. And so that was, what, about 10 years ago? That was 10 years ago. So as I as I thought over those that back from that point to where I am now, I said, God, I praise you for always 
giving me the mindset to want to go chase after you. Yes. Yes. To want to chase after you. Because I didn't realize that 10 years ago. So 10 means obedience, responsibility, it means law, and it means completeness. <coughs> so I'm smiling on today because God is going, he's doing it right now. I'm claiming that thing. He's completing something in me right now. Y'all see something different out there take a picture because he is doing something different in me right now in this moment. Glory Jesus. Ten years later, God said he's completing something in me. So when God gives you a vision or when God speaks into your life, it may not happen right then at that moment. It may take some long suffering and some bumps and some bruises for you to even realize what God is doing. Amen. So God said ten years. So July, in the month of July, we talk about law. So you see how all of this is connected because ten is law and completeness. I mentioned a lot of going on. Like, I'm connecting everything. I ain't leaving nothing out, y'all. I'm going to see the connection. Amen. Y'all better connect this stuff. So my scripture that God gave me was Colossians 2, 9 through 10. That was the scripture. That was the scripture that he gave me along with my prophecy. And it says, For the full content of divine nature lives in Christ. And his humanity. For the full content of divine nature is in Christ. See that first part when he said that is nothing you nothing outside of me. So everything lives in Christ. And you have to, and you have been given full life. And anybody know the prophecy that he gave me this time? That this latter rain stuff. That God has said that I'm gonna enter into this fullness. Y'all don't see this word connected. God already gave me a prophecy 10 years ago, and he gave me a new one that's lining up with this prophecy. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. So the prophet right here over here in this corner, he's real. Because yes. all this stuff is coming together. And you have been given full life and union with you. He is supreme over every spiritual ruler and authority. Yes, he is. He is supreme. Hallelujah. So this vulnerable thing, glory, ties in. Y'all can have a seat. So this vulnerable thing ties in to him being supreme over every spiritual ruler and having the authority over my life. Because for y'all making it personal, outside, oh Jesus, outside of him, outside of God, y'all need to know that there's nothing. Glory. Your husband can't fix it. Your sister, your brother can't fix it. Your wife can't fix it. You can't have more children to fix it. And that was me and my first man. I thought if I had a baby, it'd make us strong. Devil is a lot. Like, that didn't do nothing. Children, only Jesus can do it. Amen. Amen. So when y'all get a chance, since this is Scripture Sunday, y'all read Psalms 51, and this is being vulnerable unto the Lord, and Philippians 2, 1 through 11. And this is, and it talks about, and I want you to relate it to Christ being humble. I'm not going to take up too much of time reading it. So it's a choice. It's a choice to be vulnerable. I'm about to make it a little bit more personal. But this is the stuff that I was like, oh Lord, I didn't notice. It's a choice to be vulnerable. I can often avoid vulnerability when I'm afraid to feel pain. Mm -hmm. 
lose respect in the sight of other people or face my weaknesses. We have to choose, and I need y'all to notice, we have to choose each day to be honest with God about our sins, our emotions, our desires, and our motives. Because on last Sunday I said that y'all, we, you know, we naturally selfish. That we have to, we have to know that the heart is naturally deceitful and always trying to go, trying to go against God. The heart is just naturally like that. So that's why when it said David had a heart after God, a heart after God, God's own heart, that means that he's chased after God and he spiritually asked God to come into his life. That he only responds to what God tells him to do. So we have to recognize that. Glory. Jesus chose to be vulnerable for us. So this is where I get my example from. Jesus chose to be vulnerable, understanding that vulnerability was and is the pathway to finding his strength and God to live out his purpose. Let me read that again. Jesus was vulnerable for us because he knew that he had to do what he needed to do in order for him to have a pathway to God. That he had to let us know that even, even if I can be powerful, that I'm going to put all of that aside and let my weaknesses show. I'm going to put all of that aside and let me get all the physical attacks, the emotional attacks, so that we can know that our strength relies truly on God. And that's my prophecy, being complete in God, the completeness with God. Amen. So Luke 10, 2 through 4, it says the disciples, if you read Luke 10, 2 through 4, uh, y'all stand and let me read it right quick. Amen. So y'all can make this connection. Oh, glory. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Luke 10, 2 through 4 says, He said to them, There is a large harvest, but a few workers to gather it in. Pray to the owner of the harvest that he will send our workers to gather in his harvest. And it says, Go, I am sending you like lambs among wolves. Amen. Don't take a purse or a beggar's bag or shoes. Don't stop to greet anyone on the road. Now let me make that connection for you. Amen. So the disciples, when God read that to when God, when Jesus told that to them, he said to them there, go and harvest. So the disciples must have felt inadequate and not equipped to carry out this mission. Because he told them, he told them that they will be going in like, what is it, like lamb? Unto, unto wolves. So y'all have to understand that when you are on this walk, that there are going to be attacks against us. That's just what being vulnerable means. That you're going to be attacked. So Jesus reassured them, no matter what they face, their trust in God will be enough. Their trust in God will be enough. God is calling us to become intimate with him. To be vulnerable. Choose to believe in scripture over your emotions. <laughs> and guess what we're going to talk about more in Bible study? We're going to talk about some emotions. Amen. So choose to believe in scripture over your emotions. God has already spoken word or a scripture over 
your life. It is us who choose to forgive. So when I first stood up, God said, when I stand and step into God's presence, everything rushes over me. It's like I'm always crying because God is always reminding me that I need him. Now he's always reminding me where he brought me from. He's always reminding me that I'm nothing without him. So those tears is just tears of strength. Like he's strengthening me. Because in my weak moment, he's pouring into me. So y'all gotta believe that in your weakest moment, that God is still working. So Jesus made himself vulnerable. Through the life of Jesus, God allowed himself to be seen. I need y'all to, to hear this. So through the life of Jesus, our God allowed himself to be seen. So a lot of times people say, I don't know God. Through the life of Jesus, God allowed himself to be seen. To me, that was my one. God allowed himself to be seen through Jesus. He too has experienced pain as a result of being vulnerable. So, when I wrote this next part, because a lot of times I've always said that I'm an open book. Right, missionary? I've always said that, right? That anything y'all want to know, you know, I'm here. I don't keep any secrets. Like, with my children, I tell them what they need to know. I'm an open book. We don't sugarcoat nothing, basically. <laughs> so being an open book, and this is what God spoke to me. He said, being an open book is not being vulnerable. Because I'm thinking that was me. So because when he gave me that word, I'm like, I thought I was already vulnerable. Like, I do what I'm supposed to do. I tell people what I need to tell them. Like, they know I don't keep anything that I've done a secret. Like, yes, I used to do this. Yes, I used to do that. But God said, being an open book is not being vulnerable. When we are an open book, we are just stating the facts about our life. Amen. That's it. Amen. That's it. Amen. So when we are being an open book, I'm just telling you the facts about my life or maybe the facts about you know other people's lives. Like I'm just stating the facts. But this does not make me vulnerable. Being vulnerable <laughs> exposes you to possibility of getting hurt. And it exposes you to true openness. That's being vulnerable. It exposes you. Amen. And it's okay. So like it's okay for me to be vulnerable with my husband. It's okay for you to be vulnerable with your kids. It's okay for you to open yourself up. Even though you may get hurt, God is going to strengthen you through that. Amen. Amen. It is willingly accepting weakness so that God's power can be made visible through us. So that God can be seen. Y'all see that? Amen. So in being vulnerable, it allows God to be seen through you. So I'm like, God, do it. Because I just want, I just want to be seen as Jesus was seen. Amen? Now I'm almost done, y'all. So it is the courage. It is courage to be vulnerable. To be open completely. Now a lot of times we take that word courage and, and over time it has been translated to mean something else. 
But the meaning of courage is to speak one's mind by telling all of one's heart. Because the root of cur of cur the root word of courage is core, C-O-R. And that means heart. So remember I told you that your heart is deceitful, right? So that means that you have to be truthful about what's in your heart. That is being courageous. When you acknowledge the stuff that's in you, that is being courageous. That is being open and willing to be truthful with your whole heart. And identifying like, that ain't right. Yes. So over time, this definition was changed, typically meaning heroic or brave. So we made it mean something else. But courage is the matter of the heart. Being vulnerable to speak the truth from the heart. Speaking God's honest truth over your life. Speaking God's honest truth over your life. No sugarcoating it. Just because you're an open book don't mean nothing. Speaking God's honest truth about your life. That secret stuff that you sit with him with. That you don't think nobody else see that stuff. That's the stuff we say you're being honest with. When you really are your insecurities, doubt, shame, who you really are with your insecurities, with your doubts, and with your shame, being vulnerable is having the courage to be weak. And that's something that I struggle with, y'all. Amen. Amen. I was always trying to be the strong one. But God said I don't have to. Amen. God said I don't have to. So he's still working on me with that. Through your weaknesses where God can be revealed, can reveal his strength. If I always try to be strong, then I'm robbing God of his divine completeness. I am robbing him of his power over my life. All because of my lack of vulnerability. Don't rob God. He is trying his best to do something in your life. He is trying his best to rise up. Amen. But because we fail to give in and just be completely weak and just say, Lord, I don't know. So that he can shine, so that he can rise up and strengthen your life. You gotta do that. You can't walk, and that's the one thing that my sister was saying in the bed when she was, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm alright. I'm okay. And I kept but I said, You're not okay. You're not alright. And I was I was talking about spiritually and physically. Like she may have not known I was talking spiritually, but I was kept I said, You're not okay. You're not alright. And that bothers me when we keep saying, well, I'm okay. When somebody asks you how your day going, I'm okay. Sometimes they tell the truth. Man, I'm having a horrible day. This man over here just got on my nerve. I'm trying my best to keep it together. God said, tell the truth over how you're feeling in your heart. Amen. So that he can work. Yes. Try being vulnerable just like Jesus. Having the courage to be weak so that God can truly get the glory. The fullness of our walk is solely dependent on the strength of God. The fullness of our walk is solely dependent on the strength of God. 
So if you feel like that, that your walk is not full yet, because you're not allowing God to work. You're not allowing him to be the strong one. You're still trying to control certain situations and certain issues in your life. You still have not given in to that thing. So when you still feeling that you that you hurt and pain and, and unhappy because vulnerable, it, 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 it incorporate, incorporates all the fruits of the spirit. So he can complete the work in us when we choose to be vulnerable. So feeling the pain of the cross will produce the fruits. Feeling the pain of the cross will produce the fruits of the spirit. So it's okay. It's okay to say you're not okay. Because in that, God will work out patience. In that, God will work out long-suffering. In that, God will work out kindness, gentleness. All of those fruits of the spirit. That joy, because joy is connected to pain. Because even though you're going through stuff, you know that your God got it. So in that pain, you still got joy. So when my pastor Carter used to sing that song, what's the song? I still have joy. Amen. No matter what she was going through, and she went through some stuff. I used to look at that little old lady and be like, how do you still got joy and you can't see? You were sitting up in that pulpit blind. Your son is on his last leg. You had to bury your mother and your son. But you still came and said you got joy. I learned so much from her walk. Just from her walk. And that's what we're supposed to do. Learn so much from Jesus' walk. Because in his walk, in her walk, I saw the strength of God. In her weakness, I saw God's strength. Amen. Hey. Amen. So when God, this is dropping my spirit. So when God prophesied to me this, this, this um, year, when the pastor stood up here and said for that they will see you for who you are, or something like that, it's not until I become complete in God and be totally vulnerable is when y'all will see the strength of God in me. Because in my weakness, you will see God's strength. Amen. So maybe see that that been a problem in all them ten years. I've been trying to do it too. Like I've been doing this walk. I've been running this bridge. I've been an example, but I ain't been weak. Lord, Lord. Right, missionary? Amen. I gotta be weaker. Because he he chipped down some layers with that compassion. But God said that's just you know being an open book. We gotta go a little deeper. Lord, gotta chip down some more layers. Amen. So I'm saying, gut me, O Lord. Amen. <laughs> I'm saying, gut me, O Lord. Amen. And when I thought about that gut me, if anybody ever cut a squash in half, and you got all those seeds on the inside, that pit, that, that was my vision. I'm like, get a spoon and clean out that inside, God. That's my heart. Cut my heart in half. Get that spoon, all those little seeds, those little pit, those little things that's on the inside of that squash, that's on the inside of my heart. Scrape it out. Scrape out all that thing that, 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 that I think that makes me strong. Scrape out anything that, that keeps me from completely seeing you and toss it away. Matter of fact, you can toss it, burn it, bury it, or fertilize it or something else. Like, I don't need it. Scrape it out. Because a lot of times, y'all don't realize when you clean out the squash, like you got to get in there and gut that stuff out. 
You got to get in there deep. So on today, God is saying, be vulnerable for me. Yeah. Amen. That completely give yourself over. Being vulnerable involves the possibility of rejection. Amen. Your husband may reject you. Amen. Your fiance may reject you. Amen. That person on your job may reject you. But being vulnerable, that's just a possibility. Amen. So when we understand that's a possibility, we just accept it and move on. Amen. 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 I thank you, praise God, for that word. Y'all come on, yeah. God, and thank you.
this prophecy complete in me. That God is going to continue to work out this compassion and this vulnerability. Because I got to see him, y'all. And y'all have to realize if you want to see him, you got to be vulnerable. Even at school. My little kid, open the door. Amen. 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 Amen.